previously on Adventures in Questing. Let's do uh, a bit of a, a shopping, shall we? Oh, what's the beans? I'll give you the beans for 300 gold plus the dragon. Again, happy to trade. Alright. I'm a shady dude. Please, God, tell me he looks like Ollivander from... He looks exactly like <laughs> Ollivander from Harry Potter. He has something super dope. <laughs> Pulls out this wand. I have no fucking clue what this is. <laughs> I call it the Wand of Wonder. <gasps> you guys are my best friends, and I I feel I want, want to contribute, but I just... I'm just tired of dying. We won't make you do anything you don't want to do, Todd. Yeah, Todd, you're, you're your own person. Is there a certain object that you're looking for? There is an item that is rumored to be there. My husband is very sick. My deep hope would be to find that cask and use it to remove this illness from my husband and keep him from an untimely young death. Well, that's all I need. Sorry, I'm becoming a paranoid freak, but uh, <laughs> I'm in. You don't have to say you're in just because other people. No, I, I really am. Okay. I don't really understand magic, but it's a lot. So you're trusting this guy. He's trustworthy, yeah. But you haven't known him for so long. Do I seem like I'm trusting him? I mean, we're going on his, his mission. I think I've made it really clear I don't know who to trust anymore. But isn't that what you just said? You're going, you're going to do this. I said I'd go, but I said I wanted to sit and watch while he casts it. Do you think that's a lot of trust? I mean, you're going, right? I never so said I wasn't go? going to go for you. That's what it sounded like. I just said I had to figure it out, or like I don't even know how to feel. I get that. There's, there's some things I'd I'd like to share that I don't I don't have any expectation of it making your mind one way or another because I think you should do whatever you want to do. But I think it's about time I, me and Raiden just shared more details about what exactly the nightingales are. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, I, I don't know how I can expect these people to trust me anymore when I keep something from them that could put them in danger. Our parents didn't die a year ago, and we didn't come here a year ago. They died a little bit over three years ago. And when they died, neither one of us took it well. We still haven't. But Raiden was able to become a functioning member of society a lot better than I was. I was drinking myself to death couldn't find you. I'd lost my parents. I had nothing. So when they died, I guess we were both dealing with things in our own way. It didn't seem like it. Raiden seemed, for those few months that I hung around in Asajj, super functioning, tried to carry on, tried to be the good guy that he is, and I, I couldn't cut it. I couldn't hang. And I, yeah, well, I spiraled. And I didn't take it well because, as I've maybe alluded to before, I felt like it was my fault. That I got too confident in where we could sail and I thought we would be fine and that it was my fault that they died. And I was drinking daily. I was out too much. I, I was a mess. And uh, a, a troop came traveling into our town and into this pub and uh, a band of performers, I thought. And there was a guy and I... I fell for him, and his name is Caleb. He's very powerful. He's very persuasive. He's probably the most uh, charming but deadly person I've ever met. I spent two years where very I nice. lost myself with him, and he uh, was a leader of a cult called the Nightingales. He used me and used my strength and tried to teach me how to harness my rage to hurt people, to kill people, to get whatever he wanted. And we traveled a lot, we traveled everywhere. And I, I left, I didn't tell Raiden where I was going and I was gone. And there's a lot of things that happened in that time. I did a lot of bad things willingly and sometimes unwillingly. And I lost a lot, a lot that I'm not ready to talk about. A lot of harm that I did and a lot of things that I lost myself. And 
after some things that happened, uh, Caleb turned cold to me. And uh, that's when I knew that it, it wasn't right. And I tried to start sending signs to Raiden to come and find me because I couldn't, I couldn't leave. Because after all of that, I still, I still loved him. It's pretty sick and I'm pretty embarrassed by it. Raiden found me somehow. Caleb was always hungry for more power and Caleb was about to make a deal to get himself more power. And uh, Raiden stepped in and took the deal and in turn saved my life and his. And we thought they were all gone and that just we made it out alive and they weren't an issue anymore. And that's not true, as we saw. He's still alive. According to the books in the library, there's, there's nothing about this cult anymore. It's been about a year since there's been any activity which lines up with the last time we were there. But he's still alive and knowing him, he's, uh, it's probably just a matter of time before he gets back on his feet. I can't tell you what he's after because I don't know myself. I just knew when to hit someone and when to kill. This is why I feel like I owe everything to Ragya. I'm sorry, I didn't, uh, it didn't seem imperative to me when we were working for Raph. We weren't that close. But I've grown to care for you all, and it's not fair to keep that from you, and I'm sorry. You don't need to apologize to me. I'm sure we all have things that we'd rather not talk about sometimes, and, um, that's okay. I think there's something special and something right about us, all, about all of us. I mean, watching that memory of the Eternals today, they knew what each other could do before someone else e even thought of it. They knew everything about each other and they don't get to be that close and work that well together if they're keeping things from each other. I recognize that. I will try to be better about owning that stuff up to you guys. Because if, if we're going to keep going on this road together, that's what I want to be like. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It scares me to openly trust people because last time I did, it didn't go well. But I'd like to try again. So there's that. <laughs> when he laughs uncomfortably. <laughs> Todd just kind of walks over and like puts his head in your lap. Todd just bursts into tears. <laughs> oh! I love you guys. Fuck it. I'm coming with wherever we decide to go. Yes. I can't leave you guys alone. I yes, love you guys so much. Yes. Just little horsey tears. He just comes over and, and, and just like nuzzles you in and he goes over and nuzzles Pim and he goes over and nuzzles Raiden. Uh, like, uh, do you guys want to go down to dinner or make a final? Was the final vote that you were, you were going to do this do for, so. for Fulton? Everyone's in. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, I think I think it's tough to not have everyone here to make that call, but I think everyone would probably, even if we discussed it, they would probably land in the same okay. place. You guys go down and enjoy a delicious dinner. You see Josiah is there. Yeah, he looked like pale, like a little bit paler than now that you're noticing. You can see that Josiah does have some... Like he's a very sweet man, but he's got uh, some frailty to him that you guys are now picking up on a little bit easier. Um, he's eating his food and the just in the corner. And uh, Lord Antony is there and he's eating as well. He gives you guys a nod. You talk into just a delicious dinner of all different kinds of delicious stuff. And after a while, dinner kind of concludes and Josiah um, stands up and Antony kind of looks at you guys. Would it be too forward if I asked if you have reached a consensus? No, we're in. Oh. You guys are willing to, to help me in my endeavor? Yes. Would it be too much for you to leave tonight? No, I'm in. Okay. Uh, he stands up, snaps his fingers, and Nassif comes out with a, a, a contract, and he lays it out for you. You guys can study it to your heart's content. There's no fine print. It's very kind of bare bones. It basically details the exact same thing that he's detailed to you, which is you guys will retrieve Redditch. You'll meet at an approved place. Together, you will go to the cask. You guys will receive 60% of whatever you guys end up finding. He will get 40% and one item of his choosing that will be chosen before splitting stuff up. And that uh, Evan Redditch, who has already signed, will uh, receive unfettered access to all the scrolls and diaries. He scribbles in a notation because you guys requested this, that you guys will also have unfettered access to the diaries and, and stuff. You get the sense that um, Evan doesn't get to keep them. 
the treasure is going to either you or him. Mm. She just gets unfettered access regardless of who it ends up going to to read them and access them whenever she wants. Gotcha. So she's not going to just like be given a big sack full of scrolls. Like she's going to be able to just access them no matter who gets them. Okay. Um, and he, he signs his name. He allows you to inspect the contract. Um, but yeah, this isn't like a weird seven hells like devil contract. It's very, very bare bones. Do you guys sign? Yeah. Will you add the part about once we find it? I will when he scribbles that in. That Pim smiles shyly when he says that, when he requests it. <laughs> you guys sign this thing. There's a little bit of arcane magic. You get the sense, Winnie, that this is an arcane contract tied to some, some deeper laws of the world. A little bit of a harder contract to break than, like, just a piece of paper. It's not going to, it's not going to unbreakable vow, like, disintegrate you if you don't do it. But, like, you feel like a, okay, well, we should probably stick to this then. Um... <laughs> He stands and goes, I, as I said, will give you access to the teleportation circle. He reaches out and gives you each a little marker, just like a little gold marker that you can pin to like a, your coat or whatever um, that denotes you as a lord, uh, an emissary of a lord of Vester, um, which will give you unfettered access to the teleportation circle from Alarok to Svanhel. So if you wish to use it later, you can. Oh, nice. You don't have to cast the teleportation spell spell to use this circle. You just have to walk in and it'll teleport you to the other place. I would ask that you arrive and immediately set to finding Evan Redditch and then climbing aboard the ship that is awaiting at the harbor at Alarok, joining Mockingbird and the rest of my crew, and we will meet up in the predetermined location, which has been given to the captain of the ship. It'll be just outside the Flare Isle Archipelago, for future reference. I would also uh, like as a, a thank you, but also because I understand that adventuring is not um, inexpensive work, like to give you... Uh, uh, call it a stipend or an advance of 5,000 gold. Oh. Each? No. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go back to shopping. No, it's still a lot of money. Go back to shopping. As a, as a group, you, um, I don't know if one of you has a treasurer that, wa- that ha- if you have like a group We're just inventory, you just maybe. split it up equally. Mm-hmm. We just split it. Well, snaps his fingers and, and there's like a, a little case of gold coins of uh, 5,000 gold coins. I hope that will be enough in case things arise on the trip. If not, consider it a thank you for willing to go with me on this expedition. Do you have your your things? Might I walk you to the teleportation circle? I was going to look at Todd and say, Todd, what do you want to do, my man? I don't know. Todd. I love you guys so much. It's up to you, Todd. Todd, we love you too, but He reaches up a little hoof and like wipes some of the tears off his horsey face. Todd, we we will be coming back here after this mission, so why don't you take some time and we can reevaluate after this. You can just take a break if you want. Hang out out with Josiah. That'd be okay? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Todd. You can just ride a horse for a little bit. Will that make you feel good? Hang out with Josiah? Uh, Anthony goes, my husband is incredibly fond of your horse friend. (laughs) Oh. Uh, if that's any consolation, and Todd goes, yeah, I like Josiah a lot. I kind of get the vibe that I'm sort of an impromptu emotional support animal for him. So yeah, I'll, I'll hang out here, and then when you guys uh, come back, we'll, we'll figure out where to go from there. All right, cool. I'm going to miss you guys, though, and he goes, he gives you all kind of a nuzzle. Raiden, he gives you a really long nuzzle. Oh, I'm going to give him a long nuzzle back. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns around and gives you all a little horsey wink, and then he goes into the next Ah, oh, that's not But we can't like, see because it's profile, yeah, so you just think he has, blink. His eyes are on the side of his head, so you just see a blink, and you're like, is that a, <laughs> is that a wink? <laughs> No, it's even worse. It's on the other side, so it just looks like he's looking at you. <laughs> You're like, Todd, you okay? Yeah. It's just like... And he, like, gives, like, like a, he gives, like, a knowing smile, like, nah. They saw my wink. They saw my wink. And he walks into the other room. <laughs> Anthony looks at you guys. Are you ready to go? Are we? If you'll just follow me, and he leads you out of the house, you guys get your packs and your cloaks and all of your stuff. I got my wand of wonder! Mm-hmm. Tuck it into your little thing. I forgot to mention that Bolivander uh, gave you a complimentary belt, like ban- uh, wand bandolier, <laughs> that you can just tuck all the wands you collect on your adventures into oh and then my God. Up and pull them out. It's everything I've ever wanted. This is rad. You can keep all your wands right here. It's super cool. <laughs> uh, is it embroidered with Winnie my warrior or whatever the hell he said? Yes. <laughs> You guys follow Lord Anthony, and you guys see there's almost like a gazebo up ahead. Uh, and you walk forward and see that carved into the white stone is this incredibly intricate series of runes that form this large circle. And as you start to approach it, um, two guards that are standing at the entrance, 
slam their weapons down, and the carving begins to glow a faint violet. just begins to kind of swirl with mist. Antony uh, looks at all of you, gestures, step through there, and you will find yourself in the town of Alarok, the capital city of Oster. I wish you good luck, and I will see you soon. He reaches out and gives you all a, a handshake. Antony, actually, I have one more thing. Could we... I saw that you have these little communication devices that you use with your staff, and I just wanted to know if you maybe had any extras. I, I should have asked before we left. <laughs> um, that maybe we could use on, on our quest. They only work for a five-mile radius, but I could certainly outfit you all with a set of those. Yeah, please. That, that would be, be so great. Helpful. Uh, one moment, let me just... He kind of like lightly jogs back to the <laughs> Completely forgot to ask him. <laughs> you guys are just kind of standing in the in the, in the like in the early evening with the we guards. We have like zoomed over and then zoomed back again. The guards are the guards are just <laughs> the guards are just sitting there by the gazebo. One of them eventually is just like, "So do you guys work for him?" Or? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Cool. Right on. How long have you worked here? Well, like uh, five years. Wow, that's cool. What do you think of him? Of, uh, of him? I don't know him very well. I just, I, I guard the oh. teleportation circle. Oh, you, so who do you work for? Uh, the nation of Vester. Hmm, nice. Government employee. Mm-hmm, on the government's dime. And then you see, <laughs> he jogs back over. <laughs> you see Lord Anthony Fulton. Nice. Uh, jogs back over. Um, and he hands you all a tiny little green pebbles with a little, like, swirl, like a natural swirl in them that he gives to each of you. So, you know, you can now all uh, communicate with each other within a five-mile radius. You do have to whisper into the stone. It's not telepathic, but you basically have rocky talkies now. Rocky talkies. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, is there anything else that I can grab you guys? <laughs> no, thank you for That's your understanding. You. Happy to help anything that will help on the journey. Well, he gestures to the circle. Thor shakes his hand. Thank you. Shakes your hand, shakes all of your hands, gives you all. He seems very, in his own weird kind of, because he's kind of a weirdo in the way that he moves and talks, uh, but he seems genuinely very thankful that you guys are helping him out. And you guys all go and step through the, uh, the teleportation circle. And you guys feel this strange sensation of li- like zooming through the world, but it feels like you are standing still and the ground beneath you is like rushing past you and your feet are just inches above it, like trailing on this rushing ground. And there's sprays of water and wind and you feel these like surges of arcane magic around you. And it's a little hard to breathe and it's a little overwhelming and then suddenly you are standing in a completely different room. The stone of this room is a, is a like a beige. It's a lot kind of more like sandstony. It's immediately uh, a little warmer here. It's a climate you're very used to, Pim. It's a, it's a little bit warmer here. And it is much later in the night, um, time zone wise. But you guys kind of stand and as you kind of walk out, you see you are in a little gazebo with a teleportation circle inside and you are standing in like a square like a town square in this kind of city that seems to be sitting on the banks of a really wide river. Um, this river, wider even than the one that Svan Hill is built on, that kind of snakes away. You would know this, this is the River Gear. Uh, the massive, massive river, the largest river in the world that is found here on the, um, the Eastern continent. It's kind of dark here and, and there's not a lot of people walking around, but whereas Svan Hill was very much built around the idea of elegance and grace and beauty, Alarok is a lot more like utilitarian. All of the buildings are pretty squat. There are very few tall buildings. <laughs> squat. Squat. <laughs> um, there are, and I, you would actually know this as well because you live in Robin Hollow, which is incredibly idyllic and everything's lovely there. In oh, Upper man. Oster, it is mostly plains. There are very few forests. It's mostly hills and long winding plains. So storms here are brutal. Windstorms here are insane. Snows are really cold. Like winters are really cold, and summers are really hot. It's the the seasons are a little bit more violent here. It's just produced some slightly hardier people, and a lot of the buildings here, yeah, are, are lower to the ground to avoid those like being toppled by incredibly excessive wind. This nation is renowned for like its cavalry. It's like the best cavalry in the world. So a lot of uh, men and women who grow up here in Oster, primarily humans, but there's a bit more diversity than Vester. They're born to the saddle is kind of a phrase that's said about them a lot. They spend a lot of time on horseback and learning horseback riding. You guys see built on the banks of the river is this incredibly beautiful bronze palace. 
but it's not at all like Svanhill and the pat and the palace in Svanhill. This one seems a lot more rustic. The roof is like this dark thatched, and there are brass accents, and there is a big brass sun, but it's more of like a Viking longhouse. Like it only the palace seems to be a story. It's um remarkably beautiful here and a lot more still. Feels a lot less like a metropolis, even though it is like the capital city. There are people, um, there are some people walking around. The capital city? Of Oster. How, how did I miss that? Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. It's late at night. Like, it's probably around, like, midnight right mm. now. So you guys can go and settle in somewhere for the night, or you can immediately go and look for Evan. Uh, you were told by, uh, by Anthony Fulton that she lives here somewhere in Alarock. After a moment, this guard starts to walk forward. You notice, uh, I should point this out, above, like on all the flag poles now, you see there is a flag that is dark crimson with a golden sun emblazoned on it, but it is now not the highest flag on the flagpole. Mm. The highest flag on the flagpole is an indigo flag with two crescent moons that are facing each other. Um, and you see this guard walk in. Their armor is a little bit more like Roman centurion, like, but you notice that he's got like this armor and he's wearing an indigo cloak and he does not look very happy about it. Mm. Like they're kind of having to alter their like uniforms or like their looks to accommodate their new overlords or whatever. He kind of walks forward with the spear. Hello there, um, you're walking around the town square in the middle of the night. Is there something I can point you in the direction of? Yeah, actually. Um, we are looking for uh, the, this person who we met up with in a couple towns ago, and they mentioned they lived here. Evan Redditch? Uh, roll a persuasion check. Jesus. Going right in with it. <laughs> I love Thor. Oh, it's, wait, it's persuasion? Yeah. 13. <laughs> uh, he goes, I know the Redditch Manor. I can point you in that direction. Great, thank you. Did you say the Redditch Manor? Uh, correct. The Redditch family's um, particularly affluent family here. They don't really live in the, the main city. They, their manor's, uh, well, you can actually see it from here. And it kind of points and you see like one of the higher hills that overlooks the city is one lone mansion um, with a few lights on. Uh, he goes, you know, if you just follow the, um, the western road there and, and ride the road up, then it'll take you right there to the manor. Do you, uh, do you know Evan personally? No, I just know that she sometimes comes by the, uh, the palace and spends some time down here in town. Okay. I don't know her personally, but she's uh, a large personality. Yeah, that's that's what we recall. Um, any anywhere she likes to hang out, like any, uh, any pubs this time of night. Or? I know she likes to frequent the pubs, but I haven't seen her around for a while. Really? When was the last time you saw her? What's your uh, business with Miss Redditch? We used oh. to have the same boss, and uh, our boss recently uh, hasn't been in touch with us, and so we wanted to. Check in, see if they're getting any. You understand? You're just asking a lot of questions about us civilians. Oh, yeah, no. Town. Totally makes sense. Totally fair. Like, we get it. We're just a little lost. We're not from around here. We're from uh, back in Landlock. Yeah, you're not exactly um, the normal kind of people that would walk around. You're not um, too far off, but the rest of you, like, don't see a lot of Genasi and uh, gnomes walking around. What are you doing yeah. there? Yes, I have. Um, yeah, just head in that direction and I'll take you right to the manor. Thanks. Thanks what was your name? name? Uh, my name is Graham. Nice. All right. Well, nice to meet you. You guys uh, continue along. You see more soldiers kind of trot by in on horseback. It's very easy to tell which of these men and women are from Oster and which are from Vester because the Vestern soldiers are wearing Vestern soldier garb. And there are still guards here that are clearly from Alarok and from Oster, um, but they are in their brass uniforms with kind of like the headdress and stuff like that. As you're moving through the city, it's it's later at night. This city is a little, you, you would guess, a little at war with itself, or at least there's some conflict here. There's a mural that seems to be freshly put up of Empress Allegra's face that has been vandalized. Like someone has painted just the word bitch by it. And like conqueror and um, like baby killer and things like that. You guys see there are torn, like, Western flags and Austrian flags on the street. You guys walk by what look to be, like, some gallows with uh, a person still hanging from the gallows. Are they alive? Uh, no, it does not look. It looks like maybe they were left up there to, like, leave a message or something like that. You get this strange sense of melancholy as you're moving through this city that is very clearly a beautiful, lovely city. It feels very old and rustic and lived in. And yeah, you feel like a lot of that beauty is, is spoiled by some of the conflict that is that is happening here. You guys continue out of the city and continue to walk. And um, Pim, I, I don't think you've ever been north beyond Robin Hollow, but there's some familiarity here. Like the temperature is pretty familiar. Like it's a little bit warmer. The breeze <laughs> is a little bit familiar. The rolling kind of amber hills, you, you recognize some of those from the outskirts of Robin Hollow. I don't know what's going through Pim's mind, but it's... 
It feels a little closer to home, and I don't know if that's comforting or odd or strange to him. But you continue up along the road, and you guys can see this manor. And from a distance, you couldn't quite tell its its size. But the closer you get, you recognize that this is a halfling manor. <laughs> so everything is a little smaller. <laughs> um, the door to enter the halfling manor is maybe like five feet high. It's like a two-story halfling manor, but it's probably only like 20 feet high, like maybe, like a little bit under that. Like it's not particularly tall. <laughs> like it's definitely built for halflings. And you're kind of noticing it's kind of quaint as you're approaching. Roll perception checks, everybody. Natural 20. Nice. Okay. Uh, nobody else has to roll. Okay. Because Thora, you uh, whip out an arm and stop everybody because the doors are hanging off their hinges and kind oh, of like swaying. Shit. There are lights on and you can see shadows moving like there is someone in here, but the doors are swinging off oh, their hinges. Oh, fuck. Layla's going to ignite her hands. Shh, um, you immediately like light up everybody because it's midnight. Layla, put it out. Layla's going to put her hands <laughs> 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like there's people moving around and actually you can see parked outside there is uh, like a wagon and a cart with like a mangy mule that is strapped to it. The cart is empty right now, but there are people moving around. You hear some like clanging and clattering. Can I hear any voices? I'm gonna say from here, you can't. You can try to get closer, but they are inside and on the second floor. So you can certainly try, but you'd have to get closer. What's our plan here, y'all? Let's go, let's go sneak in. Well, hold on. What I'm guessing by that is maybe uh, these are people who are just trying to scrap the place. Just steal a bunch of stuff, right? Either way, we should help him. Can we take a look at the cart really quick? Can I, like, investigate it and see if there's any, like, signs of, like, I don't know who these people might be? Yeah, who's going to investigate the cart? I'm not very good at, inv at investigating, so I'm going to hang out here and keep an eye on the house and, like, where gotcha. the people are. Yeah. I have an idea. I can walk up to the window and just take a little peek. Just be careful, Layla. I am so careful. She salutes for some reason. <laughs> I got a 22. Okay, so you're going to, uh, to investigate the car. Isn't cart? it right by us? No, yeah. it's up, parked by the manor. Uh, you're down on the road looking up. Oh, I thought it was like right you next to us. You can try to sneak up to the cart if you want. Layla, you're going to try to sneak up. sneak up to the... Roll stealth check. I'm going to give myself advantage Look, already. No, Tides of chaos? Yeah. Go for it. Oh, well, that's a uh, 12. Okay, you scurry up the hill. Sounds quiet to you guys. Um, what's everyone's passive perception? 10. 14. 13. Um, 11. 12. 12. Okay. So it's not, it, you're like, oh, that's that's how quiet she's going to be, and she's gone. Uh, you kind of sneak up, and then you start Spider-Man walking up the, <laughs> the house, <laughs> and you are going to kind of peek your head in. Mm -hmm. you, you kind of, you walked up the front of the, the mansion? Yeah. So you kind of peek in the closest window. You're looking into kind of like a library kind of study area. Mm-hmm. One of the first things you notice is there is a halfling who looks to be uh, like an older male halfling with like a balding head and a, and a little floofy gray mustache. Kind of like a walrus. Kind of like a walrus. Um, and he is gagged and bound and tied to a little halfling chair. Um, he looks like he's dressed in like butler's clothing, like a little, a little halfling tuxedo. Um, and he's kind of like... <laughs> there are five people moving through this space. Two kind of burly looking human men. They're kind of walking around and they're just knocking books off the shelves and they're kind of picking up stuff and looking at it, kind of like chatting with each other. The window is closed, so you can't hear very, very well. You see there is one individual who is standing pretty still. So you poke your head in and notice she's standing at the window, like looking out, and she's got a bow and arrow human woman they all these all guys all look very very tough they're wearing black armor with like black fur around like the neck basically it's like you peer up like this and she's like right here and you duck and kind of scurry over to the next window so you don't get seen by her there's a kind of hunched over older guy who's knocking some stuff for free and he's dressed in kind of like some dark robes with the same black fur around the neck and you hear a very loud all right pick it up and you see this kind of guy swagger up the stairs with kind of this like loping walk this tall scarred man with like scars draking across his face and stubble um his nose is really badly broken and he's kind of got black hair that's pulled back into like a bun and he's just kind of like looking around. He looks like to, to be the main one in charge, wearing the same armor. Goes, uh, pick this place apart until we find what we came for. The black bitch wants every bitch she can find. Starts kind of walking around, looking around. 
The black bitch is the also my bitch. pet name for Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you see, you see one of those human men goes, but Rolf, he's not telling us anything. And the guy goes, it's cause he's fucking God. Use your brain. <laughs> and you see this like, oh God. They kind of walk off and they're kind of tearing stuff apart. He kind of looks over. Drissa, any sign of anyone? And the archer kind of turns and just shakes her head and kind of looks back out. Uh, and they continue to move through the space. Layla's gonna like, kind of like stand, like she's gonna like ballet point her mm-hmm. like feet so that she's like pressed against the wall, but her feet are still yeah, holding on like there. Yeah, so she's Spider like Manning against the wall. And, and, and then she's gonna like wave to everyone. Okay, you guys all see Layla up on the wall just waving frantically at you guys. Um, Wait, we're 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 we have stones. Oh yeah, we do. Oh yeah, I forgot to. You guys got rocky talkies, but they you have to whisper into them. Layla's gonna whisper into it. Okay, what do you whisper? Wait, I'm not gonna whisper. I'm whispering. There are five people. They are very big. There's a man with a funny mustache, and he's tied up, and they seem in danger. There's there's an archer who is looking out the window. So I think maybe I blow up the window, and you all come and we fight them. Layla's Let's do gonna, it. gonna I'm, like, like, I'm running like, ro- like Spider-Man roll to, like, to the window, like, which is in front of the archer. The archer goes, Jesus Christ! And cast Fireball. You Remind- slap against the window, and you can see where everybody is right now through the window. Yeah. So where are you casting Fireball? Are these stairs? Yes, those are stairs that go down into the bottom floor. Cool. Underneath the floor. So you're doing it underneath the stairs on the bottom floor. So like, right, right there, basically, so that, the, like, my idea is that, that the floor explodes and they all fall in. Mm, damn. Okay. What's the uh, radius on Fireball? Uh, it's like a 20 foot. So you want it right here? Yeah. Okay, so it would get these three guys. Yep. And the floor would go... <laughs> the floor would go... Oh, it's bigger than I thought. Uh, okay, so they all need to roll for uh, dexterity saves? Yeah. I also have to roll on the table. There's a chance that the floor doesn't fall out underneath their feet. You might create instability. You might not um, melt the foundation of the floor and cause them to fall down. That's a success. A success. And a fail. So, will you roll damage for me, please? Yeah. 32. Boo! Oh, man, fireball's a fucking fun spell, man. All right. So, Layla, you slap against the window. The archer goes, bah! And you point and focus, and there's a... And you guys... You guys all see Layla slap against the glass and go, what is she? (laughs) And there's just this massive explosion. There's just this bright flash of fire and light. 32 points of damage is insane. Okay, and I'm gonna roll initiative for these fuckers. I'm gonna roll roll on the table real quick. Oh yes, please roll on the table. Ooh, that's a new number I haven't rolled before. 67. Let's see. I'm so scared and excited. You are frightened. Of the nearest creature <laughs> to the end of your next turn. So you, um, so oh this is God. this is what happens. So you fire the room explodes. You're like, ha ha! You turn to look at the archer. The archer is on fire and just screaming, and you're like, <laughs> just horrified by what you see. What happened to the floor? Is it still The floor is on fire. The floor has not collapsed yet underneath their feet. So, um, first in the order. Is Is the butler on fire? No, the butler was not in the radius. So uh, just to give you an idea, Layla, Mm -hmm. you have disadvantage on all ability checks and attack rolls while you can see the creature you are afraid of, regardless of who it's on, and you cannot willingly move closer to the creature. Cool. Okay, so Winnie, you are first. Uh, I'm going to say everybody, uh, I'm going to say you all move forward a little bit. So you are about this far away, all of you. Where's the door? The door is right there, punched open. You guys cannot really see inside. Uh, Winnie, what would you like to do? Um, I am going to head toward the door. Okay. Can I like, go through it? And yeah, you can, go, you can go right through. 20, yeah. 25. And okay, I just so you do... can see, yeah, there is, you can hear screaming and hollering up above you. Is there smoke coming, coming through like, the floor? Yeah, place? there's smoke just rising. There's, all the windows are blown out. Smoke is everywhere. Was the building Le- is now on fire. Is Layla still on the outside? Yes. Okay, can I do, can I do like a perception check? To see if there's any one of these bad guys down here, yeah. or is this is that my full action? I'll just give that to you as a free action, why not? Fifteen? Uh, there don't seem to be anybody down here. The the place from where you are currently, you can see there's like a sitting room area over here, and there's like a dining room area, and you would assume like a kitchen and pantry. It looks like this floor has already been ripped apart, and they moved up. So there's nobody down here. Okay, I'm just going to dash uh, up the stairs. Okay, and you start running, and now you can, you can move yourself over to that map as you start to run up the stairs. So now you're kind of coming up the stairs and you can see the archers on fire and screaming and and, uh, I, I, and everything is on fire. The top of the stairs is on fire. 
Um, there's fire everywhere. Like, like it's been torn apart. Like yeah. anyone who was in like a bedroom would have been like anyone out who is in here else. is either the hostage or these bandits. Okay. Yeah. So the house is currently burning, and that's your turn, Winnie. That's my turn. Timothy. How high up is the window? I would say 15 feet up. You can make an athletics check to try to not make that difficult terrain. Yeah. Or you can just have your movement to climb up. So you start running? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 16. Okay. So you're coming up right to the window where Layla is? Mm-hmm. Okay, you are currently standing on the windowsill next to Layla, um, who is screaming at the archer, who is screaming at her, who is on fire. I think that's your full movement, 5, 10, 15, and then up. So that's your full movement. You can definitely just take a swing at this archer through the window if you'd like. I will action surge. Yeah. To get in. So you dash with your action to shatter the window. You are going to land down in the fire unless you want to try to skirt around. Skirt around. Okay. Skirt Skirt around. And you land right there, I'll say. As a free action, I want to say to the archer, what are y'all doing here? She responds by flailing around oh. on fire. The butler Wait. goes, woo, 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 seeing another halfling jump through the window. Do I have to go to him? Can I reach him or no? No. Okay. All right, I'll wait. Well, you can action surge now and then run to him because okay, that was yeah, just your dash action. action. Yeah, so action surge and you get over to him and are you going to try to yeah. free him? Yeah. I'm just going to say that's you tearing it apart and that's just going to be the rest of your turn is un- untangling him, untying him, or are you just taking the gag off? Can I do both? Or I'll allow you to use both because you barely use the rest of your action surge movement to get mm-hmm. to him. So I'll let the rest of your movement be untying him and ungagging him. Is that what you'd like to do? Yeah. Can I talk to him or no? Yeah, you time. take off the gag. Oh, thank goodness you've arrived! <laughs> what is happening here? These hooligans came into the place of my business and they tied me up and they were trying to find the master's secret room. Is the master of Redditch? Yes, the, the, well, I should say mistress. Yes, she is the mistress of this manor. Oh, we're looking for her. She's not here. I am alone tending to the house. All right, so... All right, well, I guess we'll get him. <laughs> Surely good! <laughs> These hooligans claim to have the mistress. Like as of when? They, they came, when they tied me, we don't have enough time to talk about this, right. but they said they had her. <laughs> Layla, you are so frightened of this woman in front of you. You cannot willingly go close. Is there a window by that purple guy? Yes. Layla's gonna run to that window? This window has been blown out. There's no oh. glass in it. So you can just climb through if you'd like. Is he right there? He's standing right there. Oh, she's gonna take her, her stabby quarter staff. Okay. And try and like, stab out the wind, like, like, you know, like the cool, like, spear moves, you know? I don't know if you're strong enough to do that, my guys. I Can she do... stab him and try? Yeah, make an attack roll. 15. 15 definitely hits, um, and he had a hit point, because his hit points were 33 ah. <laughs> before the fireball went off. So you just, it's not even impressive. He's, like, ready to die, and you just kind of, like, do you stab him, and he's like, <laughs> just falls down onto the ground. They love being so bad people. <sighs> yeah, you just 100% murder this man, and he's just like, and lays down on the fiery ground, and you're just like, that's your full movement in action. Anything else? She's gonna roar. Okay. <laughs> you start to roar. Next up in the order is Raiden. Pim, can you see the butler? Yeah, he's untied. He says that these people have Evan Redditch. All right, don't kill anyone. <laughs> Oh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Pim, Pim, where is uh, the the nearest person to you? Uh, the butler. That's a bad guy. Um, like north. Yeah. What right. direction is that? Yeah, they're north. Ten, ten <laughs> feet. They're the north of the building. Tell me more specifically. <laughs> All right. So, like, you're looking at the building, and if yeah. you look left, then like the back corner of okay. that. Okay. Okay. Done. <laughs> Oh, what are you doing? I'm gonna Misty Step. I believe Misty Step is somewhere you can see. Okay. Um, but let me just double check. Yes, you have to be able to see it. Okay, so I'm gonna stay outside then so I can see through to like oh the God. ceiling here. So okay. So I can teleport there and then like shh, shh. Okay, cool. So what I'm gonna do is Misty Step while I'm running. Okay. At, so at you full speed <laughs> as fast as I can. Okay. And then with my pike, hold it straight out like this. Okay. Because it's long and then just run into them and Ram them into the bookshelf. Okay. So we're going to make a contested athletics check. 17. Okay, they got a 19 and a oh. 22. Oh. So you run at them with the pike and they just pff, catch it. And they are not moved by you at all. And they just look... <laughs> nice okay. try. Does that count as an attack? Because it was an athletics Yes, check. that counts as an attack. Alright, well, that was it then. Okay, next up in the order is Thara. Oh shit. Alright, well... Oh. It's gonna run into the building. Okay. I can go to 40. 
Oh, do you want to climb up the the wall and go into the window, or do you want to run in and then you go use the stairs? I'll go. I'll I'll try to climb. Okay, cool. So you make an athletics check for me. Sixteen. Okay, you run up and boop, are right there next to the screaming uh, archer. So that's your full movement to get. Is up the archer on fire? Yes. Can I? I don't. I don't want to kill her, but I'll, can I try to just like knock her out? You're gonna knock her out, just let the fire finish the job. No, I'll pat her out. <laughs> Once she's not trying out. to knock her unconscious. Yeah, yeah I'm make just an not attack roll. To make a deadly blow. Yeah, so just all you have to do for that is you just declare I'm trying to do non-lethal damage. So go for it. Thirteen. Thirteen misses. Um, she is in pain, but you swing at her, and she does manage to have enough reflexes to duck out of the way. You got yeah, an extra attack. I do. Twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Yeah, roll for damage. Cool. Thirteen. Thirteen points of damage. Okay. Okay, you hit her, like, over the side of the face with, like, the hilt of your hammer. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, and she is still up. I'm going to say, put yourself out. You're on fire. Okay. <laughs> and that's your fun turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, now here we go. So those two guys have grabbed your pike, and they kind of push you back a little bit, Raiden, and they look at each other, and go, uh, one of them goes, Noka, if we kill these fools, maybe the bitch will bless us. And the other one goes, you're right. Let's fucking kill him. And they're uh, both going to try to kill you, Raiden. Oh, no. First up is Knocker. He's going to... Knocker? Reckless attack. That's an 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that is uh, 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. Where's and now... Knocker? And then Shaw is going to go... He's also going to reckless. 12. No, doesn't it? So the first one slices into you with the great axe. Yeah, get him, Shaw! And Shaw completely whiffs it. Shaw, you twat! And they <laughs> completely missed you. The the guy with the scarred face, um, who they were referring to as Rolf, Layla, you are the only one who sees this. He goes, what the fuck? And he kind of like stumbles back a little bit. And then he just kind of like, all right. And he starts like ripping into his flesh. And he completely like, and you see his snout elongate into a long, like wolf-like snout. And these his fingernails elongate into claws and he's covered in this like thick gray fur. Ooh. And he kind of, kind of falls down to the ground. And you guys all hear this kind of like faint howling coming from somewhere in the house. The man is a wolf. And he looks at you as you say that. You. And he's going to rush at you, but he had to use his action to change. So he is now uh, just running right at you. Is this the leader? Uh, yeah, this is the guy who was calling him idiots and telling him to use their brains. And he's just like running right at you, just this fully transformed, like hybrid wolf man. Uh, the floor's not doing great. As he runs on it, it kind of gives a little bit, but it doesn't collapse. It's a well-made mansion. The archer <laughs> is going to use her full action to put herself out. I, I didn't need to roll, but I rolled an at 20, so she's out. <laughs> And she is going to look around, and she goes, Rolf, this wasn't the plan! Uh, And kind of turns around and sees him just full werewolfified, and is like, oh, bloody hell. She's going to try to put some distance between you guys. She is going to run around you for it. Yeah, make an opportunity attack. 19. 19 hits, roll for damage. 10. 10 points of damage. Okay, back at the top of the order, we are with Winnie. Winnie, you see this archer run off? The stairs in front of you are on fire. I'm going to, can I like run up here without getting lit You can run up to the edge of the fire, and I would let you, if you want to try to run through the fire, just make a dexterity check. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. That's not my action or anything, right? No, it's just you moving through the space. Okay, 15. All right, so move yourself right in front of Thor there, and that's your movement. Okay, I'm going to, uh, what did she say? What did the archer say her name was? Rolf? Rolf is the leader. The, the leader. I'm going to say, hey, Rolf! <laughs> and you see, so you, you haven't seen it, him before. It's like a horrifying wolf man. <laughs> hey, that's so scary. <laughs> when he's so hey, scared. Rolf! Uh, she, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then, uh, wait, do we know her name yet? No. And then I'm just going to be like, uh, and then I'm going to look at her and be like, who are you and what are you doing here? A persuasion check with disadvantage. Okay. You set her on fire and hit her with a hammer. I didn't. One of them is dead. Oh, 10. She looks at you as you say that. She like just throws up in her arms, like, what the fuck? And goes, throw down your weapons, maybe we'll talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast hold person. Okay. Uh on him. What kind of check does he have to make? He needs to make a wisdom. Like you don't have to roll. Oh yeah. Wisdom save. Okay. It's a nine. 
He's paralyzed. And then I'm going to say to her, how about you start talking and we'll get your boss out of this alive. Okay. And then and I'm going to so kind he, of hide he gets, behind Thor. He gets to repeat that save at the end of his turn. Is yeah. that what the spell, at the end of his turn? Look it up and we'll move on to Pim okay. and then let me know. Uh, Pim, what would you like to do? Um, yes. Cool. Do you want to go downstairs and hide? What? No, this is my home. I am, uh, I am of this place. And he reaches down and just like picks up the chair that he was bound on. <laughs> Tally-ho! <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. See, the two guys are trying to chop into Raiden with their axes, and that woman just ran in. The and archer. you're trying to talk to the girl, the the one archer. I'm just trying to make sure that, like, we don't all just slaughter each other and not know where Evan is. So I just want to keep one person alive. Mm, okay. So I'm trying to, I was trying to immobilize him and then get her to talk or, like, let's all get the fuck out. Okay, yeah. I'll try to talk to the, to the archer, too. Um, okay. We said we don't have to do this. Tell us the information. Okay, make a persuasion check with advantage. Actually, just a straight roll. I have to cancel out the disadvantage that you would normally have because of all the violence. 16. 16? She's kind of like looking at you all with a little bit of confusion, and she seems more into it. But one person does not an entire fight end. There are still some very violent people out here. Okay, I'll run over to the ones that Raiden is fighting. This uh, butler runs with you and is going to give you advantage on all your attacks. What a baddie. Yeah, he's not a very good warrior himself, so I'm just going to say that he is whacking them effortlessly with a with a chair, but yeah. you are strong enough to gain advantage from that momentary distraction. So you can roll, uh, we can roll your attacks with advantage if you'd like. Um, I'm going to try to say to him, to that one, and be like, we really don't have to do this if you give us the information. Okay, roll uh, just a persuasion check. This is not an action. Yeah, that was so close uh, to a curve. I hate that. <laughs> the one was like, ah! 22. 22. Uh, he looks over at the other one and goes, he says we don't have to do this if we just give her the information. And the other one's like, sure, you twat, stop listening to the enemy. Oh, shit. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> All right. I'll attack him. All right, with advantage. All right. Well. That's with my long sword, so 24. Hits. Definitely hits. Um, all right. Do that damage. 11. 11 points of damage against Shaw. Okay. And second attack? I uh, Yep. I want to do it to the other guy. Okay. Um, 15. 15 against AC hits. So roll for damage. This is against Knocker. Um, six. Six points. Okay. You slice into them. Oh, fuck! That you just cut into them with your sword. Uh, you feel a lever kind of hum supportively. <laughs> Alrighty, Leila. So I don't need to kill this guy. No. Okay. So paint. Leila's gonna pull out her chain. Okay. And she's gonna, she's gonna just run around. She's gonna run around him and chain him up and take her padlock and walk it. Okay. Make a dexterity <laughs> check to not light on fire. And he's paralyzed too. So. Well. Okay. You kind of are uh, just prance around him and tie this little chain around him and he's paralyzed. So you just <laughs> like cinch him completely bound and lock the lock it with the padlock and he's just nice. This angry dog. Anything else, Leila? Can I stand on his head? Yep, you walk up and stand on his head, like a Dr. Seuss character. Uh, Raiden. So which which of the two guys seemed less... Shaw, uh, who is the slightly dumber one, was like listening to Pim, okay. and Knocker's the one who was like, you idiot! Okay, I'm gonna turn to Knocker, and uh, I'm gonna say, you really should stop fighting and listen to what we have to say. I'm gonna cast, a, I'm suggestion. Gonna cast a suggestion. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, you say that, and he's like... Ugh. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to fight. What's the point of violence? It only begets more violence. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And Shark kind of looks at him like, what? All right. <laughs> um, All right. I'm talking to the, rock, the <laughs> Rocky Talkies. All right. Uh, I think everyone's good, except for the one guy that Layla killed. Uh, should we get out? Let's put, put this, let's put, 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 put the fire, fire out. out. You see the butler goes, I must put the fire out of this home that I have sworn to protect. He runs off in the direction of the fire. Does anyone have water? Yeah. I can conjure some uh, magical fire extinguishers. <laughs> Make an arcana check. <laughs> Don't mind if I do, that's an 18. <laughs> it's yeah. okay if Winnie, the piece is Winnie walks 20. over and kind of like, and conjures like one of those like pump <laughs> extinguishers and just spends the next like 20 minutes extinguishing <laughs> the fire. Okay. And pretty soon the entire top floor is just covered in foam and it's so gross and bad and smells really bad. But the fire is out. The floor though is like very much giving way. Let's go, let's go, um, let's go. 
Where are you going? Are you staying up on the top floor uh, in the sitting room area, like library study? No, I think we should. Just hanging out? Should we go, I think to we should just go like down and out in case the floor outside. collapses? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's only the floor oh. in the master bedroom that's that's going to collapse, but or oh. that could collapse. The rest of the house seems stable. Oh. That's, okay. And it looks totally fine. All right. Do you guys want to just go hang out down in this here? room down here? So you can go down into the sitting room and the sec on the bottom floor. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so you guys um, all go and. Layla's going to jump off of him, mm -hmm. the, the, the guy. Onto the unstable floor, does anything happen? I'm gonna roll up just a pure luck roll. I got a crit fail. <laughs> and you fall, and you're gonna take a d6 of damage, five points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> you guys hear the floor just collapse. The wolf guy's with me, right? No, they, they took the wolf guy into the other room. So you were just like, I wonder if this floor is any. And you just covered in ash and <laughs> dirt come into the sitting room. How long does suggestion last? Eight hours. All right. Shaw's like, Nokka, are we sure that we're not supposed to find these guys? And Nokka goes, you fucking idiot. Look at Dresser. Look at Rolf. They're willingly coming. And Shaw's like, it looks like Rolf's in chains. Nokka goes, shut up. Sure, what do you know? And they follow you down. <laughs> they very politely sit down on the chair. It's a very odd situation what's happening right now. Dressa looks really uncomfortable. So, hey, guys. Uh, what's the deal? Like, what are you doing here? What were you looking for? I don't have to tell you. Fuck all. All right. Layla's gonna ignite her hands and like put them right, right in his face so the heat's like there. And it's like, okay, fuck. okay. Uh, hey, uh, Mister, what's your name? Uh, my name's Noka. What were you guys looking for? <laughs> well, me and the boys, uh, <laughs> led by our valiant leader Rolf, were sent out here by the black bitch herself to collect all the money that Evan Reddish owes us. We're uh, occupying this town down south. That's uh, it's pretty. Not very well militarized and uh, uh -huh. kind of the overlords there. And anyway, Evan Redditch swang behind and I don't know why, but we managed to catch her. The black bitch told us to uh, come up here to her house and uh, collect all the gear and all the treasure that she uh, she owes us. We believe she has a secret storehouse, so we were trying to find the entrance to the secret treasure chamber. What town was that? Uh, some little nothing town called Robin Hollow. Is that where you're from? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Hey everybody, it's Allie. I play Winnie here on Adventures in Questing, and I just wanted to say hey and thank you for listening to episode 43 of our little podcast. Adventures in Questing has just hit our one year anniversary. Isn't that wild? March 25th, 2019 was the day our first episode was released, and at that time it was this you know, this dream and this thing that we were like, yeah, let's share our campaign with people. And we didn't know what would happen, you know? And thank you so much to all of you, our listeners, for encouraging us to continue on with this story and for being so supportive and involved and genuinely the most supportive audience we could ask for. Come hang out with us on social media. We love hearing from you guys there. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Adventures in Questing, and we are on Twitter at ADV in Questing. We very much look forward to seeing you there. And once again, thank you so, so, so much for your continued support of our podcast. We love you. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.